Hello, and welcome to Unabridged, the weekly podcast where teachers take on books. This is Sarah. Join us for bookish episodes and a monthly book club pick. This is Ashley. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Unabridged Pod, or go to our website, unabridgedpod.com, where the books we read are linked for purchase. This is Jen. Check out our Teachers Pay Teachers store, our Patreon page, and our newsletter. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to support us. You want opinions about books? We've got them. Hi, everyone. This is Jen. I am here with another Teaching Tidbit episode. Today, I am going to focus on literature circles. So as I've mentioned before, I have re-entered the classroom after several years, and it has been an interesting experience coming back into the classroom at this time. And it has given me the opportunity to really reflect on the things from my previous teaching experience that have worked and that I want to replicate and maybe what changes I should be making. So one thing that I've been thinking a lot about are literature circles. As I'm considering re-entering this new classroom and the types of reading that I want my students to do, I definitely am enjoying the whole class reads that we're doing together. It's nice to have that community experience and that ability to have whole class conversations. But I'm also keenly aware that everyone is in a different place and that while some people are seeking books and reading that reflect their realities, you see this on Bookstagram, other people are needing to read for escape and to forget our current situation. So some people are really reveling in books about pandemics and others, that would be the last thing on their list that they would want to read. So I'm thinking about doing literature circles during second semester with my students because I want to afford them that same type of choice. So I'm thinking we'll do shorter reads together, whole class, and get all the benefits that you see with whole class discussion and with that ability to push them a little bit, to challenge them to dig more deeply. But then for some of their longer works, I would really like to offer them choices. If you're not familiar with literature circles, I've seen these in use in elementary school all the way up to my own experience with juniors and seniors. And basically, they're like mini book clubs. So you have small groups of students. I've done them with as few as two, but I tend to like three or four students per group better. And each group has a book that they are reading together. The amount of control over what they're doing with their reading can vary. And I will say I have experimented a lot with literature circles over the years. I have tried them in a lot of different configurations, but I find that when students can handle a lot of the control of the process, that can be really empowering and can let them react to the books that they are reading. So a couple of things to think about with literature circles. First, you want to think about what is going to connect them. So I have done literature circles based on genre. One year I was doing a memoir unit and I wanted students to write their own memoirs. And so I asked them to read different models, different memoirs as models themselves. 
and to work through those both as a reading experience and as potential models for their writing, which I thought worked really well. So that was one thing that I asked them to do together as they were reading was to find things that they liked or that they didn't like about the memoir. And then they could use that as a model of what to do or what not to do in their own writing. Another option would be to pick collections of books by theme. So you can do this as a follow-up. This can be really successful. We've talked about this on the podcast before. Let's say that you're reading a classic and you want then students to follow up with more contemporary or perhaps YA books on the same idea. So I've done that with dystopian literature, asking students, for example, to read Fahrenheit 451 And then they dove into other dystopian YA novels in their literature circles. And so it was really interesting to look at the way the genre has become updated or changed and what's connecting it and why is this genre appealing over these years. Another option would be to just do the literature circle to explore a theme on its own. So you don't have to do it as a follow-up. That can be the reading. I've done that with different regions of the country when I was doing American literature that they could get a sense, say, of Southern literature from a variety of perspectives. The nice thing about doing that is the groups have their own small discussions, but then there are also some overarching questions that you can talk about as a whole class. So you sort of get the best of both worlds. Another thing to think about when you're considering putting together a literature circle unit is how you want those meetings to run. So typically I choose three or four days and depending on the group of students, I might put together the reading assignments per day, like how many chapters they're going to read for for each class period, or I might let them figure that out themselves. Then you can do roles. So this is something that can be really helpful when students need more structure. So you can give each person a role that then rotates through the group. So maybe one day someone is a discussion director and they're responsible for coming up with the questions and running the discussion in the class period. You can have someone who is choosing really important quotations to explore and then they bring those to the table and you can have everyone sort of reflect on or respond to those quotations. You can have someone who's looking at vocabulary or at historical context, things that might require a little bit of outside research. You can have students who are focusing on different literary elements. So maybe if you're working through symbolism, you could have someone who is keeping an eye out for symbols that appear through the book. The, the options are endless and you can find lists of these things online. I will say I have done roles and I do like them. Sometimes I feel as if they were a little restrictive for some of my students. So another option is that everyone is responsible for discussion. So everyone brings 10 questions to class that will help guide the discussion. And then they're working on that collaboratively or everyone is bringing quotations to class. So they sort of rotate through the different roles together and then they can bounce those ideas off of each other. The other option is you just don't have roles and you see if each group can work out an organization for themselves and figure out what everyone's contribution will look like. That of course depends on your class and on the class chemistry and on the ability level of the classes 
on age, certainly with juniors and seniors, that's more possible than it is with much younger students. But it's really nice to be able to customize lit circles to reflect the class that you have and to scaffold that structure if they need it or to take that away if you feel like they can be more independent. I often tried to do two literature circles over the course of the year and the first time I offered more structure and then the second time I left things more up to them because they had a sense of what had worked for them and what hadn't the first time around. I think the big thing to think about going into a lit circle unit is just what you want them to get out of it. And I think then if you can structure your assignments and your expectations for them, just like you do with any other literature unit, you can really tailor a lit circle unit to the class that you have, the needs that you have. So as I'm looking forward, I am teaching at a school now that has an environmental focus. So I am looking for nature and environmental writing. And I have looked up this fun array of books that might be appropriate for my students. So I'm getting ready to dive into some great reading and to consider which options I want to offer. On a practical level, it's really nice because you don't have to buy a lot of copies of any book. You can buy just a few copies of each book and get responses. And then that could translate into whole class reading later if you find a book that is wildly successful with a couple of small groups. I just want to end by saying if you have any questions about literature circles in your own classroom, we would be happy to answer those questions. I know that we all have a lot of ideas about the different ways that you can implement lit circles into the classroom, but I would encourage you if you haven't tried it before to give it a try. And I think this year when we're trying so many new things already might be a good year to just add one more thing to the mix. Let us know if you have any questions and thanks so much for listening. Do you have comments or opinions about what you heard today? We'd love to hear them. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UnderbridgePod or on the web at UnderbridgePod.com for a list of ways to support us. We'd like to thank Jared Featherstone, who composed our theme music, Strings of Light, and Katie Amy of Amy Photography, our podcast photographer. Thanks for listening to Unabridged. 